0: Israel, and the world. Shalom Aleichem, peace to you beloved ones, and Baruch Hashem, bless the name of the Lord. You know, the book of Hebrews tells us that in times past, Father God spoke to our forefathers, and the prophets in many portions and in many ways, but in these last days, has spoken to us through His Son, who is the exact representation of His nature. And in today's series on Messianic Prophecy, we're going to see the rays of light through which Messiah was revealed to our forefathers in the Hebrew Bible and to the prophets. And we're going to see how these rays of light all culminated in the person of Yeshua as we focus, honey, today on Messianic Prophecy. I know. I, I'm i anticipating the light of Yeshua to come through the message today that will be a, just a brilliant light from Heaven above straight through this message and the prophetic uh, nature of His Word. Amen. You know, Messianic prophecy, it really strengthens us in our faith, because Christians today and believers in Messiah Yeshua, Jewish believers in Messiah Jesus, we are faced with a culture that tells us we're ignorant, narrow-minded bigots for claiming that Yeshua is the only way. But when we see how Jesus fulfills the prophecies of the Hebrew Bible, it strengthens our spiritual spine so we can stand erect in this culture saying, Jesus is the way to God. Shalom Aleichem, peace to beloved ones. I'm continuing a study today on Messianic Prophecy. I encourage you, if you didn't watch last week's episode, go back and watch it. Let me share with you, first of all, why Messianic Prophecy is so important. We're living in a culture today where more and more, because of the culture of political correctness, believers in Yeshua are shrinking back and taking a posture of being politically correct. Many believers today, rather than stating their testimony rooted in God's Word that Yeshua is the only way to Heaven. Instead what many believers are doing today is simply saying, well you know I'm a Christian, I I believe in Jesus, but you know I don't make any judgments about the other religions of the world. I mean if you're practicing this religion, that's fine. If you're practicing uh, this path, that's fine. And they're shrinking away from standing with the Word of God which teaches there is no way unto the Father, Jesus said, but through Him. And so, when we understand that Jesus' claims are not only exclusive, they're not inclusive in the sense that they include every man can find his own path to God, rather they're exclusive because Jesus said, no man come unto the Father but through Me. When we understand that His claims are exclusive, When we understand that it's going to take strength to stand in those exclusive claims in the culture that we're living in today, which is so politically correct that basically society teaches that everybody's right, no matter what path they're on. When we understand those two things, then we can understand why messianic prophecy is so important to the believer. Because messianic prophecy will help you, beloved one, know that even though you're living in a culture where the majority of people would accuse you of being bigoted, narrow-minded, and primitive if you say that Jesus is the only way to God, when you understand Messianic prophecy, you'll become more convinced than ever that Yeshua is the only path to God and you'll have the confidence and the boldness to continue to be a witness for Him in this wicked and perverse generation in which we live. Now, you may be saying to yourself, well, I'm not ashamed of Jesus, but let me ask you this question. If you have a Facebook site, are you posting anything about Jesus on your Facebook site? Now, Baruch Hashem, I know a lot of you are, but for many of you that are watching right now, perhaps you're not putting your testimony of faith in the Lord out there on your Facebook site. Why? Because of the culture that we're living in, because you don't want to be rejected. But I want you to hear me today. All that desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. We have a mission, church, on this earth, and our mission is to be His witnesses. Yeshua said, I'm going to send forth my spirit upon you, and you will receive His power and become my witnesses. As the Father sent me, so also now I send you. Messianic prophecy will help gird you in strength and in the truth of the Word of God so you can fulfill your mission of being a bold witness for Jesus. Now, to illustrate my point how important Messianic prophecy is, we should take note of the fact that the New Testament begins by showing us how Yeshua fulfills messianic prophecy. And the way the New Testament does that is by tracing Yeshua's genealogy all the way back to Abraham, through Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, through Judah, through David, to show that Yeshua is in truth the prophesied one that would come, that would be the Messiah of Israel and the Savior of the world. Now Last week what I was talking about was the fact that our understanding of Messianic prophecy needs to be expanded. Because some of us have the notion that when we're speaking of Messianic prophecy, we're only talking about predictions that the Old Testament made about what would happen when Messiah came. A prediction is something that will happen in the future that we're anticipating to happen. And some messianic prophecies are of that vein. But many messianic prophecies are not that Yeshua fulfilled a prediction, but rather how he filled Israel's history up with meaning. You see, Jesus, Yeshua, is Israel's divine head. And Yeshua is the aim of the Hebrew Bible. So what the New Testament writers did, What those that wrote the Brit Shah, the New Covenant scriptures did, is they took scriptures from the Law of Moses, the Prophets and the Psalms, and they showed that Yeshua fulfilled them, not because He was necessarily fulfilling something predictive, but that He was filling them up with meaning. And so on last week's broadcast, I used the example in Matthew chapter 2. In Matthew chapter 2, we read about how that when Yeshua was born, Herod the king heard that a king had been born. And so in fear of losing his place, Herod started killing the male Hebrew children. As a result of this, an angel came to Joseph, Yeshua's father, and said, take the child to Egypt. Then, when Herod died, the Lord led Joseph to take Jesus back into Israel, and then Matthew says, thus fulfilling, there's messianic prophecy, Matthew records in Matthew 2, 13 through 15, thus fulfilling the word that was spoken to the prophet. So when we read this, that when Joseph took Yeshua back in to Israel, he was fulfilling what was wrote, written by the Hebrew prophet, Out of curiosity, many of you will say, well, what Hebrew prophet wrote that? And if you did some research, what you'd find is that there's only one place in the Hebrew Bible where we have that statement being written. Out of Egypt did I call my son. It's in the book of Hosea, chapter 11, verse 1. Now, I know this is review for those of you that were with me last week, so just be patient for a minute while I bring everybody up to speed. When you go to Hosea, chapter 11, verse 1, and read that scripture out of Egypt did I call my son, you say, wow, that doesn't really look like it was messianic prophecy, according to the way many of us understood messianic prophecy, because we understood, many of us, messianic prophecy to be about predictions of the future. But Hosea 11.1 is not a prediction of the future. Instead, what's happening, church, in Hosea 11.1 is God is simply talking about Israel's past. He's talking about how Israel was a slave in Egypt under Pharaoh and how God called his son Israel out of Egypt, out of the oppression of Pharaoh. So how then, with that being said, knowing that Hosea 11:1 was not predictive and in fact it had already been fulfilled, how then does Matthew use that saying that Yeshua fulfilled it? Matthew is using it, beloved ones, in a way by showing how Yeshua, Jesus, as Israel's divine head, brought Israel's history up to its fullest meaning in his life, ministry, and person. And so even as Israel was called out of Egypt under Pharaoh, so too God called Yeshua out of Egypt after Herod had passed away. I want to thank you all from the bottom of my heart for being those that will disciple these new believers.
1: So, Father God, in
0: Jesus' name, I want to thank you for these that you've called forth to be laborers in the vineyard. God bless you. I love you guys. Amen. Amen. So I just want to tell you, When you received Jesus, the life of God came inside you, and you're born again, and everything is going to change in your life as you follow through on this, and as you yield your life to God. Now we brought for you today some copies of the Gospel of John. So, you're going to read the Word of God. I want you to read it through every day.
1: And then you're going to go
0: to a church where you trust the pastor. And then you're going to come to the baptism on Monday at 10 a.m. I love you guys. I'll I'll see you tonight. Bring a friend, okay? Okay, God bless everybody.
2: Is the Lord leading you to help Rabbi Schneider around the world? From teaching pastors and evangelism to large crowds in Africa, South America, the Caribbean and more to preaching and ministering to God's chosen people in Israel and a dynamic television ministry, discovering the Jewish Jesus is reaching the world for Christ. With your support, you'll help send rabbi to deliver the truth of God's word to people who may never hear unless you send him. Visit DiscoveringTheJewishJesus.com or call 800-777-7835 to confirm your part in helping rabbi build up believers in their faith and change lives all over the world.
0: Messianic prophecy comes in many narratives, but understand that the entire Hebrew Bible, once again, is pointing to Yeshua. And so I'm gonna be covering types and shadows in the Hebrew Bible, and then after we cover types and shadows in the Hebrew Bible and messianic prophecy of that texture, then what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna move in to specific, measurable predictions of the future that the Old Testament or Tanakh made regarding the life and person and ministry of the Messiah. With that said, I want to give you another example of this to help you even fully comprehend my point here. I'm going now to the book of Matthew, chapter number 13. Yeshua is speaking here, and he says this. Therefore, I speak to them in parables, because while seeing... They do not see, and while hearing, they do not hear, nor do they understand. In their case, the prophecy of Isaiah, notice that word prophecy, because we're talking about messianic prophecy, so Yeshua says here, in their case, the prophecy of Isaiah is being fulfilled, which says, and then he quotes the word in Isaiah, you will keep on hearing, but will not understand you will keep on seeing, but will not perceive. Now where in Isaiah is Yeshua pulling this from? Beloved, he's pulling this from Isaiah's calling. The Lord comes to Isaiah and calls him. So I'm gonna read of this now, beginning in Isaiah chapter number six, verse eight. Isaiah speaking, he says, Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? And then I said, here am I, send me. He said, go and tell this people, keep on listening, but do not perceive. Keep on looking, but do not understand. And so once again, a similar instance is taking place. The instance that Yeshua said is being fulfilled in him in Matthew 13, that originally happened in Isaiah chapter 6 was not a prediction in Isaiah 6. What was happening in Isaiah 6 was God had simply called Isaiah into ministry. God said, go. Isaiah said, I'm gonna go, Lord. And then the Lord said to him, Isaiah, you're gonna speak, they're not gonna hear, they're not gonna understand, they're not gonna see. And so Yeshua's ministering now, He's speaking in parables, and as he's speaking in parables, the people don't understand, they don't see, they don't perceive, and Yeshua said in this instance, the prophecy of Isaiah is being fulfilled. So once again, the scripture in its initial historical context in Isaiah was not a prediction. Yeshua being the fulfillment of Israel's history, experiences the same thing that Isaiah experience and brings the word that Isaiah experience into its climactical fulfillment, and so Jesus says, this word that was spoken through Isaiah, it's finding its ultimate fulfillment in me. It's happening once again, Yeshua said, in my ministry, and thus it's being fulfilled even to the maximum place. And so Jesus fills Israel's history up with meaning here. This practice, uh, as I shared last week, of taking scriptures in their original historical context and then adding interpretation and adding levels of revelation and meaning to them, beloved, this is not something that originated in the New Testament. This has been the rabbinic way for thousands of years. I shared with you last week that today young children that are being educated in yeshivas are are learning this from an early age. As they mature towards adulthood and continue with their study in the yeshiva, which is like a Jewish seminary, Each boy will have a partner and they'll sit across the table from each other studying the Talmud, which is a a Jewish uh, compilation of writings dealing with uh, 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 how to apply the Torah and commentary on the Torah. The yeshiva partners will look at a verse in the Talmud and they will try to give it as many new meanings and interpretations as possible. The the imagination is the limit, and as you look at rabbinic writings, you'll find that oftentimes they took scriptures in the Hebrew Bible and gave them a whole new meaning, and it was accepted within Israel. So what the New Testament writers did here in taking sections of the Hebrew Bible out of their original historical context and applying them to Yeshua, beloved, this has been the Jewish way for thousands of years already. What I'd like to do now is move forward, and I want to talk about specific types and shadows in the Tanakh that pointed to Yeshua. Again, we're taking a broad brush now. Later on in the series, we're going to look at specific verses, predictive verses, but first we're going to look at these typological incidents in the Tanakh and how they all were being fulfilled in the ministry of Messiah Jesus. It's very deep, very beautiful, and very full of meaning and insight. Let's begin with the whole concept of blood in the Hebrew Bible. The book of Iikra, or Leviticus, chapter 17, verse 11, says this, that the life of the flesh is in the blood, and I've given it to you on the altar, saith the Lord, to make an atonement for your soul, for it's the blood by reason of its life that makes atonement. All through the entire Hebrew Bible we see how important blood is. So that for example, Israel's birth as a nation oftentimes is referred to as taking place when God delivered them out of Egypt. How did God deliver them out of Egypt, beloved? It was through the blood of the Lamb that they applied on their doorpost. Then the Lord took them out of Egypt through the blood of the Lamb, brought them to Mount Sinai. Moses went on top of the mountain. He was there, as we know, for 40 days and 40 nights. He received Hashem. He received Father God's divine revelation and covenant. He came down from the mountain. And when he came down from the mountain, he assembled all Israel before him. And he read the covenant to Israel. And Israel said, after Moses read the covenant, Israel said to Moses in the presence of Hashem, in the presence of God. All that he has said, we will do. And when Israel accepted the covenant, the Bible tells us Moses then, listen, sprinkled them with blood. Notice I'm tracing now the line of blood through the Hebrew Bible. Why am I tracing the line of blood through the Hebrew Bible when we're talking about messianic prophecy? Because Yeshua's ministry climaxed with the shedding of His blood. And all these incidents of the blood in the Hebrew Bible, they were all pointing to Yeshua, to whom the entire Hebrew Bible aims. What continues to happen in the Hebrew Bible as it relates to blood? Well, as Moses begins to teach Israel about certain holy days that must be celebrated to to Father God, to Yahweh, to the Father God of all creation, He gives us a calendar and the holiest day in the calendar is called Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement. And Moses told the children of Israel in the book of Numbers exactly how Yom Kippur needed to be celebrated. The priest needed to take the blood of a bull and the blood of a goat. And the high priest took the blood of the bull and the blood of the goat. He brought it inside the most sacred place in the earth the Holy of Holies in the tabernacle, which was later uh, developed into a permanent temple in Jerusalem. And inside the Holy of Holies was the Ark of the Covenant. Inside the Ark of the Covenant were the Ten Commandments. The high priest on Yom Kippur took the blood of the bull and the blood of the goat, brought it into that Holy of Holies, and poured it on top of the Ark of the Covenant, oftentimes referred to as the mercy seat. And when the Lord saw the blood of the innocent animal on top of the, of, 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 of the Ark of the Covenant where the Torah was kept, where the Ten Commandments, rather, were kept, He forgave the sins of the children of Israel because the life of the flesh is in the blood, and the Lord gave it to us to make an atonement for your soul. Do you see why Jesus had to die on the cross and why His blood need to be shed? Why they needed to take that spear and thrust it in his side so that the blood came out, so that final atonement could be made? Because the only way that man could ever have access to God is when blood was shed indicating that an innocent one had died in the place of the guilty. All the sacrifices in the Hebrew Bible, all the blood that spilled was just a shadow that was fulfilled in King Jesus who fulfilled ALL THE MESSIANIC PROPHECY IN THE TORAH AND IN THE TANAKH. BELOVED, I HOPE YOU'LL BE WITH ME NEXT WEEK. YOU MAY EVEN WANT TO TAKE NOTES ON THIS. SOMETIME YOU MAY BE ABLE TO TEACH IT TO A FRIEND YOURSELF. THIS IS RABBI SCHNEIDER SAYING GOD BLESS YOU, I LOVE YOU, AND SHALOM. SHALOM BELOVED. I'M READING FROM THE BOOK OF MARK CHAPTER 12, VERSE 41. And He, speaking of Jesus, sat down opposite the treasury and began observing how the people were putting money into the treasury. It's interesting to note here that God in the flesh was actually watching how people were responding to His love with their finances. And you know what? He's doing the same with you and I today. We need to honor the Lord appropriately with our wealth. If he is using Discovering the Jewish Jesus to feed you and bless you, beloved, it's appropriate and biblical to honor God through Discovering the Jewish Jesus with your finances. I want to simply ask you to do this. If the Holy Spirit is nudging you now, kind of knocking at your heart to honor God with your financial gift through Discovering the Jewish Jesus, beloved, just be obedient. I'm promising you there's always a blessing for obedience.
1: Here's how you can donate or become a monthly partner. Send your tax-deductible gift to Discovering the Jewish Jesus, PO Box 777, Blissfield, Michigan 49228. Visit DiscoveringTheJewishJesus.com, call 1-800-777-7835, or text the keyword rabbi to 45777. To show our appreciation, we'll send you an audio CD and download of Rabbi's Message of the Month and our most recent newsletter. Your gift is bringing salvation, healing, and deliverance to Israel and the world through television, internet, and crusade outreaches. Finally, many of us have been faithful to the Lord with our finances while living. For those of you who like to remember the Lord in your finances when you go to heaven, click Will and Estate Gifts at discoveringthejewishjesus.com.
0: I'm on the Mount of Olives and I want to close the broadcast today by speaking the blessing that Father God said should be spoken over his people. In the book of Numbers chapter six, the Lord told Moses and Aaron, speak these words over my people and I will place my name upon them and bless them. YHWH Recheche Yahweh Vaishma re kha Ya er ya we panavela kha Vikhuna le Shalom. May Father God, Yahweh, the God of Israel, bless you and keep you. May the Lord make His face shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord your Father lift you up by His countenance. And Father, God is going to continue His beloved child to give you His peace. Revelation today for a brighter tomorrow. Find Discovering the Jewish Jesus on all your
1: favorite social media outlets. And stay up to date on the content you love. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and subscribe on YouTube. Connecting with Discovering the Jewish Jesus has never been easier. If two of you
2: agree on earth about anything that they may ask, it shall be done for them by my Father who is in heaven. At the same time, pray also for us, that God may open to us a door for the word, to declare the mystery of Messiah, discovering the Jewish Jesus, reaching Israel and the
1: world. In today's culture, we're being taught that everyone's path to God is different. In next week's episode, Rabbi explains the importance of a mediator in the Bible and how it counters the beliefs of today.